What is going on? This is NFL Playoff Part 4. Everyone's preparing for Super Bowl 57. We're going to preview the big game. Get on your props. And in this episode of the Dynasty Gambit, let's roll. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. What is going on? Welcome into the Dynasty Gambit, everybody. I am your co-host. You can find me at FantasyJ77 over there on Twitter. Back, as always, right below me, my co-host, Grad 92 Brian, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How about you, James? Uh, excited about the Super Bowl and uh, doing a little physical therapy today. It's been a busy day. Hell yeah, hell yeah. 80 degrees down here in South Georgia, by the way, today. So nice. Just figured I'd rub that in right quick. Uh, my man right next to me over here at Sinra says, Kyle Sinra, how are we tonight, sir? Well, yeah, north of the border, it's uh, south of zero. So I guess 32 for you guys, Fahrenheit. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not quite summer here, although it's a little warmer than maybe we're accustomed to this far north for February, right. which is great because everything's heating up for the Super Bowl. So perfect That's timing. Right. Yeah, every, uh, the snow is, is finally melting, and just to get some more snow in about two weeks, right? All right. <laughs> I, I mean, guess... I don't know if it's – there's a lot of snow. I don't think it's going to all melt. <laughs> it's, yeah, you, yeah, where you're at, there, it probably doesn't melt to, what, July, and then it starts going again in August. So <laughs> I guess I mean, this evening – As much as I love to snowshoe, I think I, that, that would be enjoyable to a certain extent. But, yeah, I don't think – I'm glad I don't live that far north. <laughs> No, 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 no. Our guest this evening, Zach Pulowski at the Big Pulowski over there on Twitter. Zach, welcome back to the Gambit, sir. How are you this evening? Thanks for having me back. Good to see you guys as always. Always glad to be here on my Thursday nights when I'm available. You know, there's no other place I'd rather be. Well, you know, that's what she says, but then she leaves again and comes back later. Hey, guys, if, if y'all are liking the content that we put out on Thursday nights, please hit that like, hit that subscribe for us. That will make Jeff a very, very, very happy man. And that's what we like to do is make Jeff a happy man. Let's get into some uh, recap of these last week or so. We had the Senior Bowl. We had the, the Shrine Bowl go on. Uh, Kyle, let's start with you. You know, What did you learn from the East-West Shrine game, the Senior Bowl, and, 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 and that sort of thing? What did you learn with these two games that just happened? Well, and I think there, there are some players that showed out and, you know, could potentially be like, you know, could potentially raise in rookie rankings. But I think that the big lesson is also who wasn't there. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of top prospects that didn't play at either the Shrine or Senior Bowl. And I'm hesitant to necessarily raise like, uh, you know, Taj, Tajay Spears, who seems to be one of the biggest risers and, and one of the biggest winners from the Senior Bowl. I'm not going to raise him above Devon A-Chain, who wasn't at the Senior Bowl, because I think he almost, he profiles me as an even better prospect, and that's part of the reason why he's not, he wasn't at the Senior Bowl, felt confident enough in his draft stock. I've seen A-Chain in a lot of mocks as a second-round pick in the NFL draft, and uh, even in spite of this excellent Senior Bowl week, I don't think Taji Spears quite get, gets up to that. So still like him as a prospect, but I, I don't really want to raise these guys in the senior bowl and shrine bowl ahead of guys that didn't participate at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I did um, four or five um, mocks over the, over this past week and literally going from the first mock to the fifth mock, you saw Tajay Spears go from, you know, late third all the way progressively going up and into the middle of the second round in that last mock. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, 
we are we are literally overreacting to, you know, basically practice. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I agree with you there, Brian. What did you take away? I'm I'm right there with Kyle as well. I mean, it's hard to tell. Number one, I mean, everybody has limited snaps anyway during mm-hmm. during the game, and you you really can't tell level of competition because a lot of a lot of the better players did sit out. But um, Evan Hall had seemed to have another really good game at the Senior Bowl. So, you know, he seemed to be a guy that his stock raised quite a bit. He had a good week of practice, and then. He had a good game, so the Northwestern running backs definitely seem to increase on on the uh, on on stock. So you know, I, I don't, it's hard to ascertain a lot, but you know there are some players that benefited, if nothing else. Yeah, it, it, and I'm glad you brought up Evan Hall. Of course, you would be the one to bring up Evan Hall, being the Vandy guy. You know, you Vandy and and Northwestern, you super smart kids, all stick together. So, <laughs> Zach. What did you take away from either either one or both of the of the East West Shrine game and the and the uh, Senior Bowl? Not much. Uh, you know, I don't put much stock into either of these games. Not at all. You know, I know a lot of people get excited. For me, it's you know, I want to see the guys that I'm big on and high on. You know, uh, verify, validate those opinions. And the same thing if I'm out on a guy, I'm looking mm-hmm. for that. But otherwise, no. Nothing really. I mean, last year, I remember looking at Romeo Dobbs stat line, you know, that was a guy I was high on coming out of Nevada as a late round dynasty pick. And, you know, I've got a guy like that this year. I've got a few in mind that I'm keeping on my radar for those second, third, fourth round picks. But, you know, they aren't going to change their stock based on a senior bowl or an East West Shrine game. Like, I don't I don't care about that. My opinions are already made up. And the only thing that can change that at this point is team that drafts them, where they're drafted, um, health and stuff like, and then the combine results. Right. And we're going to talk about some kind combine stuff here in a minute that came out this week. Um, well, you know, you, you kind of went ahead and, uh, both, both, uh, Brian and Kyle kind of went ahead and answered my next question, which was kind of who boosted their stock. And whatnot. Now tank Dale, did he leave, um, after like the Friday practice or, or Thursday practice, and he just go ahead and leave and say, okay, I'm good where I'm at, or did he actually play on in the Senior Bowl? Do, do we remember? I read a report that he was too short, so no one saw him exiting. Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't actually know where he is right now. That, that could be concerning. So so I don't know how y'all took the, the Pro Bowl that just happened. I, I thought it was kind of entertaining. Um, it was a little bit different. Um, but Roger Goodell said uh, Wednesday that, that uh, the format is here to stay. Uh, flag football, of, of course. Uh, so my question is, was it entertaining for you guys? Did y'all enjoy it? And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know where the chat's at or not, but I would love to hear what the uh, what the chat has to say about it as well. So let's start with you, Zach. Did, did you enjoy the, so, the Pro Bowl? Before we jump into that and I answer that question, I did want to just sneak in the guy that, you know, really caught my eye or, you know, kind of validated those opinions. And that was uh, Michael Wilson. He has some okay. injury concerns coming out of Stanford, but I like him as a, you know, a third round dynasty. You know, I'm looking mm-hmm. in this 10, 12 man leagues. That's, a, you know, maybe beginning of the third, late second round uh, wide receiver. But at the same time, with his history of all those injuries and well, I believe it was 14 game sample size in college. I don't see him flying up radars too much. And therefore, you know, those are the kind of guys I like to see flourishing in these games or showing some promise. But at the same time, you know, he could look great and 
he could still do nothing next year in the NFL. But that was the guy I liked the most there. But in regards to Roger Goodell and the Pro Bowl and all that, I mean, do you guys watch it? Do you turn it on at all? In the background. I can't even get myself to put it on <laughs> as background music or anything like like it's it's. Well, because no they thing. changed the whole format, that's why I had it in the background. I, I, I can't watch it the old way. I I have it muted. I actually wanted to see the new <laughs> format. I was like, oh, let's see how this goes. And it's uh, I understand why they do it, mm-hmm. but I just I'm out. I I, I don't care about what. It, there's nothing they can do to make a physical contact sport like football actually matter in an all-star, you know, just kind of casual for fun entertainment game. Like right. it's, it's unrealistic. So, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. I'm about as anti all-star game pro bowl as it gets. I think, I, I, cause I watch a ton of sports and I don't like the all-star game for any of them. Cause I, to me, it's just like, you, you know, you got all these high paid athletes to play games that mattered. And then you stick, in most sports, the middle of the season, I guess, here at Pro Bowl's end of the season, a game that just doesn't matter at all. So why bother <laughs> is my, my yeah. thing. I actually enjoyed not really watching sports last weekend. Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, Pro Bowl, forget it all. Just There you go. Don't do anyway with sports. But, you know, relax, <laughs> not have to worry about a, a sport, right? Like, I mean, right. you know, and, just do whatever else. Because I know I'm going to be uh, certainly Sunday will be busy this weekend. We can't right. forget the namesake of the players as well. I mean, we got to see the the awesome Tyler Huntley, you know, in the Pro Bowl. Oh, you, know, you mean you mean you mean the only Pro Bowler from Baltimore? Yes. Yes. Okay. But I mean, just like most of the guys that go, you know, the the backup to the backup to the backup to the backup. Really, Patrick because... Queen didn't make a Pro Bowl. Well, I mean, all, well, all... <laughs> I, I <laughs> he was. He was. He was. Brian, oh, he just counted as Chicago still because they wouldn't have any Chicago representatives, so they made him count as a Chicago Pro Bowler. <laughs> oh, that's just horrible. That's horrible. Roquan Smith too. Uh, <laughs> I, I know Zach and I love ripping on on the uh, on the Bears. There's never enough opportunities for that. Right. Right. Brian, did you take away anything? Did you enjoy the Pro Bowl? Anything at all? It, it was um, okay. It was definitely background noise on that. On Tuesday, I have a consult for cataract surgery. And let's just say that I decided to take my contacts out during the game and listen to whatever was going on in the background. And the big, unless you're a Big Ten basketball fan, a lot of their games were earlier that day. So, you know, honestly speaking, I don't know that it was competing against anything. And I don't think they've made any new movies like Heidi to interrupt stuff so you know i, I just went ahead and <laughs> background noise and it was okay that 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 heidi joke was was over a lot of people's heads there we're we're, we're too old for this <laughs> we, we must be yeah 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 <laughs> uh moving on real quick uh the nflpa executive director demario smith uh had come out and said they he, he they should do away with the nfl combine basically saying nobody they're, they don't go there to to see the players uh, athletically. They already know what that is, uh, what their speeds are, what their jumps are. They already know all that information. Um, it's just a way to kind of embarrass the kids uh, with the idiotic and stupid questions that some of these teams come away with. And then for each one of the 32 teams to have their own uh, medical staff, prod, whatever, and then – just to just to try to knock down the draft draft stock. So 
Uh, I don't think that the NFL Combine is going to go anywhere. Maybe some maybe some changes to it, but because they make too much money off it. Well, yeah, but what is your takeaway to to what the players' association is saying about the the uh, combine itself? It, it's interesting because these aren't actual NFL players yet as part of their union, and right? So... And that's part of it is that so he's saying they have to waive basically all of their medical rights right when they walk in the door. Which I mean is it you know you're kind of basically doing that when you sign up to play any professional sport anyway because people you know your medical information will be put out there for better mm-hmm. sports betting purposes anyway. Um, it's just strange to me because usually the NFLPA is very interested in current players, veterans. They're not so concerned with the rookies. So the, I like that because probably who was ever at the head of the NFLPA, they're a former player, right? Like they're not. It's not like you have rookie representatives that haven't been players before. So you so as opposed to just kind of, you know, separating the league, okay, rookies and veterans, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it, it is trying to, you know, lend a hand, look out for these future players that will eventually be your members. So, uh, uh, you know, kudos to the PA, which generally tends to stick to just, you know, doesn't really care about what happens with the rookies. All they care about is the veteran players. Cause that's usually a lot of the, well, all, all the seating members are mm-hmm. veteran NFL players. So naturally they would act in their own self-interest. So it seems like it, it's, let's take a global look at all the players, not just, the veterans who are tenured within the league. Yeah, that's a great point. I hadn't even thought about the, the fact that they usually don't even recognize not just rookies, but the players that aren't even in the league yet. So Brian, anything on that? Well, like you said, I don't, I don't anticipate it actually going anywhere. Um, it, it's become such an event that it'll still be, still be going on, I think, but theoretically with senior days for each col- for all the major college teams, and all that they could they could get the exact same stuff from the combine as the, as you know do do it during senior day, but I don't I don't see it going somewhere. And it's kind of like the All Star game the other day when there was nothing competing against it. Mm-hmm. They do it late February, early March during the week a lot of times, and so you know I mean there's really nothing to compete against. So any sports junkie might might watch a little bit of it anyway. So why why should it go anywhere? And to the comment you made, Jay, of like asking like really inappropriate and stupid questions to players, truthfully, imagine if like, because all these interviews are, you know, broadcast for everyone to see, right? And we get all access to a lot of it. Imagine if we didn't get that view and it was all just one-on-one backroom conversations, how many more stupid questions would come out that that are even worse? Well, yeah, there's some pretty bad ones over the years, but like, (laughs) I'd imagine they push it further if they're, if they're not viewed publicly asking the question, like there's less accountability there. So I think the combine, if anything, it, it kind of forces it to be more out in the open. Mm-hmm. And I mean, still, it clearly hasn't stopped teams from not asking stupid questions. And I'd imagine like getting rid of it and having each team away from the cameras do it would just encourage the stupidity. Right, right. Zach, anything to add on this? I don't see it ever happening, unfortunately. I would like to see them get rid of it. I don't really think there's a purpose. Personally, if you ask me, if you're trying to inquire info, even if it's on more of an interview basis, you're going to find out more, you know, going to their homes, going to their hometowns, going to their college campuses, interviewing those closest to them, you know, just like any background check or anything like that. And I'd rather focus on it more than rather than, you know, handing them a book and seeing if what his answers were two days later after flipping through our script or something like that. So you know, there's a lot of the aspects there, especially even in regards to the physical training. I mean, I understand the benchmark set, like the the 40 yard dash, the the vert, the the long jump. Like, I understand why they have those there, but at the same time, 
we have plenty of other opportunities throughout the year to be conducting those. It just makes no sense. You know, it's just another opportunity for these players to get hurt. If you want to break it down to something so simple and small, that's what I'd hold on to. And that's where I'd be like, you know, realistically, any less time on the field out there, you know, explosive movements or anything like that, the better, especially when their whole careers are ahead of them for all of these guys. And we already have all the sample size we need from their college days. Yeah. And, and we had, we've had the injuries on, on the field in Indy, uh, what, two years ago, even last year, I think we had one where I got a, uh, um, defensive end or something blew out a knee or something along those and lines. And then he fell and he was supposed to go like potentially like top yeah. five, top 10. And yeah. I think he ended up going to the end of the first. And so normally when, normally when these guys come out and, and, and make these, these takes like this, I usually have, I usually take offense to it because it's usually like, okay, whatever, you're just making crap up or, you know, you're not coming with a resolution. And so later on in the in, in the conversation, uh, Demarius Smith says they shouldn't have the the uh, the combine, but they what they should have is more of a regional kind of combine deal where it's, you know, a couple teams, almost like uh, uh, almost like a bit of a day. job fair type of feel, right? but almost like a like pro a, day, pro day, but yeah. have a a. S, you know, a southern, southeastern pro day kind of deal where you got all, you know, whatever, 20 schools, 30 schools come together kind of thing. So at least he had, you know, not only his argument on why to get rid of it, but he also had somewhat of a resolution or an idea of how to fix it. So I, I did appreciate that. All right, guys, we came here for one reason and one reason only tonight, and that's to talk Super Bowl. <laughs> Dan hey, wants to rant are. about America some more, which Let's talk. <laughs> did anyone watch the props, uh, the B League pick and prop show? This I, week? He had he had his American geography rants. Yeah, I did. I did. And and those rants, though, B League's rants are, are just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Hey, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, B League, uh, you can't really do combines when most of the players are signed by the age of 12 and, you know, sports <laughs> like soccer. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Agents aren't allowing them to do that. So. <laughs> Messi, yeah. Leo Messi's combine at Barcelona. I, I don't know. Yeah, if exactly. Went. Yeah, yeah, when he was yeah. nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I looked at a few sites, um, going over like the player prop sheets and, and and that sort of thing, and I fell on one, and I this is the one I went with is fantasyalarm.com uh, slash contest slash big game, uh, and this has got novelty and and um, uh, football props on it, and it's free to enter, of course. So. That's the one I wanted to ride with tonight. We'll talk about most of those. I'm going to run a sheet with it. Um, it's a free game, so I'm going to throw throw my picks in or throw our picks in there as one, and, and uh, we'll go from there. We'll also talk about a couple of other props as well. I know you guys got some favorite ones out there. So uh, first question, who's going to win the big game? Uh, right now you got Philadelphia is favored by one and a half. Over under on DraftKings is 51. So it wasn't 50 and a half. Now it's mm. at 51. Um, money line is a, a plus 105 to Kansas City and a negative 125 to Philly. So um, let's just go there. Who, who's going to win the game? Zach? I'm betting on the best QB. I am. You know, I every part of me wants to say the Eagles, but. You know, I want to I want to put my money on the best quarterback. Hey, you've got looked like it all year, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hertz has been great when healthy. I love that offensive line. I love the weaponry around Hertz. I love that defense. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to love both these teams. But 
I'm putting all my money on the Chiefs and Mahomes. I want to depend on the guy that is the best in the league, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it today as, as I was driving around, and I was like, you know, Philly should win this game. They should actually actually win this game. They're, they get a top three defense, a top three offense, you know, so they should win this game. But then you think about it, and you're like, but then you're betting against Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, has no real weapons other than Kelsey. And he's still the best quarterback in the league, even on one foot. So yeah, it's it's hard to go against it's it's hard to go against Mahomes. Kyle, who are you taking in this game? Yeah, I'm with Zach here going the Chiefs. Uh before the season started, my Super Bowl prediction was Chiefs. I think it was Buccaneers. That didn't go so well. But yeah, I've been saying it before the season started. I thought the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl. So this this close to it coming true, I'm gonna keep sticking with them and uh, one thing that, you know, researching and looking at the offensive line numbers, as excellent as Philly's unit is, the Chiefs might actually have the better offensive line. Certainly, I think it's at a point where neither line is a weakness for these teams. Like I said, if the Chiefs have any weakness on offense, it's just their lack, specifically at wide receiver. Looks like Juju, I mean, he's looks like he's full practice participant, like off the injury report. So he should be good to go, if not 100% close to that. I think t- Tony's questionable and then Hardman's on the injured reserve. So it's funny how you had those all three players kind of questionable going into the week. And you've had like two opposite end of extremes of, okay, Juju's been completely removed from the, uh, the injury report and Hardman's completely removed from the active team because he's on injured reserve. And then, and, and I've seen, Tony's I've seen video. Middle. I've seen video of Tony running around like a, like a madman at practice. So he doesn't seem to be hurt at all. So it looks like the expectation is he's going to play. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I just told you the over under on DraftKings is 51. So the options that, 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 that is happening over here on Fantasy Alarm is 49 and a half. So over under 49 and a half. That one's tricky because, well, does Brian want to answer his? Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. Now that he's back. Brian, sorry, you, guys. I had to pop off momentarily there. Who are you taking, so the Chiefs or Eagles? Still, who am I taking, right? Yep. Yep. Chiefs I'm or taking Eagles. Eagles minus one and a half. Um, only because I feel like they've got a better defense. I, I agree. I agree with Zach there about about the better quarterback, but he's a, a, had ample opportunities already, and he's only won one Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with with a newbie and go with the Eagles. Very very fair. All right. So over taking, under Jay, I, I'm I, I took the Eagles preseason, so I've mm-hmm. got to stay with the Eagles. But Ooh, like I said, yeah. smart. Like I said, I, I'm this card is I'm building a gambit card. It's not a Jason card. <laughs> so <laughs> the the card is already the, the the punch hole is already hit on Kansas City Chiefs for this card. <laughs> I'm I'm being 100 fair on this. It's not my picks. It's our picks. <laughs> so, uh, 49 and a half over under. Um, right here. Let's go with Brian first on this one. I'll go over on this one. I I see the final score being. 28-24 Eagles. Oof, you're not far off what I've got. I got 27-24, so. Zach? Well, I'm taking an over, and I'm going to probably be doing some alternate overs and probably going to do some same-game parlays where I get a little creative and throw those alternate overs in with, you know, some Chiefs alternate spreads or that kind of thing. You know, get a little creative, but I think it's going to be high scoring. You know, I'm thinking 60-plus. Kyle Um, well actually I have a question for Zach on those Chiefs alternate spread how far are you willing to push because I assume you'll push it to where you you get them as favorites 
right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh no no, they're favorites. They're favorites. No. <laughs> Are you going like? Because I, I was listening to a I, podcast, they were saying like two and a half is probably a sweet that's spot. That's what I was going to start you at. The Chiefs two and, is two and a half point favorites. You don't, you know, you yeah. win by the field goal, you still get it. No, and exactly. it's still enough. That's two and on. a half or so. I did two of them. I did two and a half, and then I did just the over under. Okay. Or actually, no, sorry, I did Chiefs money line. I took it safe as possible and just the right. over of the straight up over under. And then I took the two and a half chiefs. And then I, d- I took an alternate spread, not as aggressive, not the full 60. And then I went six and a half chiefs. And then I went uh 60 plus. Oh, okay. but, oh wow. Yeah. Really? So I did over. three, yeah. but I think, I think it'll be 60 plus though. That is actually what I'm expecting, but it's still, I like to have my like tiered layers of, you know, Obviously, if the Chiefs lose, I lose all three of them. But, you know, within it, I, I like to have some safer options as well. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm just I looking actually... at, the, at the numbers on DK and, and a and a two and a half right now is a plus 116. So that's that's not a not a horrible deal there. It's funny because I kind of agree with Dan mentioning the lower um, just because I think both of these defenses are so good that neither offense will be able to just run away with it. And it'll kind of keep both teams in check i don't think you can shut down either of these offenses but you can kind of slow down and i think it'll just ultimately fall short of the uh, you know when i was i was seeing a lot of 50 and a half it's kind of it seems like it's gone up to 51 now finally mm-hmm. after yeah. maybe like a week straight of it not moving at all but and I, yeah, and I, especially, I, yeah especially if it's going to keep going higher I, i'm pushing the under even further i can see um, it being at like somewhere around 52 and a half of maybe even maybe even 53 before game time but you know, I I run my I I'm on the 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 uh, dynasty or fantasy intervention on Wednesday nights, and and I had Jeff on last night, and we were having this this very same discussion about this this point spread, or you know the 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 over under there. And Jeff, I believe, took the under at fifty one as well. Um, but he wasn't will. I don't think he was willing to go too far below that. You know what I mean? It was like that's where I'm looking at forty nine and a half. I think I'm going to yeah. go over on 49 and a half because again, like I said, I think it's going to be a 27, 24 game, you know, that would put me, that would put me right at what, 50, right at 51, 51. So yeah, I'm going to take the over there. Um, I just want to just read out Dan's con for anyone not watching. He mentioned yep, yep. that uh, what we we're talking about Philly slowing the game down by running. And that's kind of why he's taking the under defense is elite and can keep drives to three instead of seven as well. Mm-hmm. So a good red zone defense is here. Yeah, and, and I don't know if that this is going to be on this sheet or not, but you know Buckner over, you know, and usually the the for the kickers it's usually you know one and a half uh, on field goals. I, I would definitely be looking at getting the over on that as well. Um, at to Dan's point that they hold him to three and, instead of uh, giving up touchdowns all the time as well. Um, national anthem. Here we get into a couple of these fun ones here. Uh, national anthem over uh, under a hundred and twenty one and a half seconds. Um, and like I told, like I said to Jeff last night, it's Chris Stapleton that's going to be singing it. For those who don't know, country artists. Oh, it's not Rihanna, right? Okay, right. I was thinking Rihanna, but yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be. And this is why I'm clarifying that way. You can think about your answer here. (laughs) Because I was going to say, like, she'll keep it like an R and B anthem, and she'll keep it quick. Like, so I mean, she can she can belt some notes and hold them too. Traditionally, country artists, you know, sing the song more traditional. Um, keep it down a little bit. Not as um, many melismas. They're right they're gonna, now. Chris Stapleton does have some somewhere he can draw it. He can draw it out with like Tennessee whiskey and, and certain songs. Um, I also think he is going to have his own guitar. 
So it's not going to be piped in music. So mm. he may be able to strum with chords a little bit more and play with it, you know, a, a little bit. Uh, just keeping that in the in. Do we know now, if he's got a click track going with the or is he just is he just keeping the pulse himself back? Here in- is something that I heard today that I'm just gonna pass this on. Hopefully, you don't have these crazy props already put in yet. But on Sirius XM, uh, uh, I believe it was on Fantasy Life today. Uh, one of the guys from uh, Sports Illustrated was on, and he was actually at the rehearsal, the, the two rehearsals that Chris Stapleton's already done. And he spent it two minutes, four seconds on the dot on both of them. You said, what was so, the over-under on it again? Uh, 121 one seconds. Yeah, so uh, two I minutes, agree with, one second. Yeah. I agree with Jeff's question. Uh, does it include the guitar lead-in or is it just the vocals? Uh, well, it, it I think seems... it has to include the guitar lead-in because rarely okay. ever does an anthem start with the voice. It always will right. start with the instrumentals and that'll still count to it. So. Yeah, I just gotta. Hey, I just need the fine print. Gotta make sure. Yep. yep. Do an eight bar vamp, and that'll certainly get you like a couple seconds yeah, over. Yeah, just right. so, you yeah. know, just well, if, it was, like, if, if it was like pause. John Cougar Mellencamp or somebody like that, that's gonna you know play for a half hour and then and then start the song. You know, that's one thing. But you know, I I think it's gonna be. I'm going on the over there. Uh, I think last night I think Jeff took the under because of all the the worrisomes that 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 it you know. Everybody's going to be on the over. So Jeff just wanted to be contrarian and and go to the under, I think. (laughs) Is either giving plus money? I'd assume it with the 50-50 ones, they're both negative money. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to assume that everything is on even money. Um, I'm not looking at a book. I'm just looking at the the, – the sheet yeah. on on fantasy alarm show. Well, it's funny, and g- glad for Jeff to pop in for the prop show. I mean, That's right, pro- propping us up with our viewership, perhaps. But, yep. Yeah. Well, and then he's doing really well uh, he's doing his uh, DFS props tomorrow night, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I and believe, I think uh, the B League is going to join him over there. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. And but, it, well, and I, I mean, I yeah, I, so either we get Dan on the show. Or Dan will just complain about it on his next show. Either way, it'll be entertaining. So he's going to complain about it, any it, whether that's he's true. on the show or not. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's Jeff's right. either doesn't have the music or he doesn't have. You know, it doesn't give him enough time to talk. I almost want to play the intro happen. music again just to show Dan what the intro music. <laughs> Let is. Intro. Yeah, we got we got to get a, a training lesson with Dan on the on the where the intro music is. <laughs> so Jeff said under, and I think it's about the the anthem time because. Uh, yep. Because Chase said they told him to keep it short to save time. Yeah, he will do an, and he will do an f you and make it long. Ah, okay. That's that's what yeah that's what that's what Chase Vernon was saying last night and and yeah. you know but I, you know it's very possible but I don't think I don't think he's that type of person you know I don't think Chris Stapleton is that type of person. If to, you're getting paid this much person. money to be at the Super Bowl, you're probably oh, going to follow wait, what they wait, tell you to wait, do, wait, right? Wait, 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 wait. None of these musical acts get paid for this for the Super Bowl. None of them. Uh, no, they do not. The NFL does not pay them. Well, the NFL doesn't, but I would right. thought Pepsi this year. Whoever whoever the sponsor is will pay them. But that's yeah, they may, but they basically are, they're not getting paid by the NFL. It's basically an invite you accept or you don't, and they move on. So yeah, that's I didn't know this until about five years ago, six years ago that the the uh, the acts did do not get paid. They only do it by sponsorship. Yeah, right there. Well, yeah, and again, that's whoever's like. Yeah, normally it's Pepsi halftime show. This year, I think they changed it though. It's no longer Pepsi the main sponsor, but I assume Pepsi is paying whoever's uh, performing and organizing. Apple, 
Apple. Yeah. Apple, Apple. Music is. Oh the... yeah, because Apple's. Oh yeah, actually, never mind. Apple won't because Apple doesn't like paying their artists. Right. So, all right. Let's let's go around the horn real quick. Brian, are we going over under on Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem twenty one or one hundred and twenty one and a half seconds? I'm going over, and I'm glad you mentioned Tennessee whiskey because that's his most you know most familiar tune. And he likes to draw that one out from being from Tennessee. Definitely going over. Alrighty. It's a staple. Tin Zach? of his. Sorry. I'm glad you guys know his songs because <laughs> I had no clue who he was. Um, but with that in mind, I'm going over. I have nothing to base it off uh, except for what you told me tonight because, well, like I said, I've never heard of him before. So I'll trust you guys. I'll trust that he's going over. We're going over all the way across the board. It's going to be over points, over on seconds for this. Over for anything Rihanna as well. I'm yeah, I think I think Zach 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 saw that 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 Jeff was throwing the under. So Zach saying I'm going to throw the f you to to Jeff and I'm going over. Oh, I mean, <laughs> wasn't in, wasn't intentional. I mean, I didn't. Don't worry. I wasn't trying to pick that as my time to give an f you to Jeff, but I mean, I'll always take another. <laughs> Jeff knows that's my sign of saying I love you. That's right. I didn't even right. know he was doing the anthem until we were on the, live on the show. I thought I thought it was Rihanna. So. I, not only do I not, I don't even know who he is either. So I don't well, even want to Google him. Yeah, as I say, Jeff, Jeff didn't know he had to go Google him. Our, our two Southern boys now. That's all that that's matters. Right. That's right. Oh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. His, his, fa- his father had kidney disease like I do. So I'm, uh, I'm a huge fan of his. Does he, does he have any songs with Meek Mill or Drake? Maybe I'll listen to him then. No, but otherwise. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, Although he's yeah, probably, well, Billy he's, Cyrus he's that probably written a lot of those. He's probably written a lot of those. He wrote yeah. a lot of songs before he started actually. I'm, you know, I'm assuming Jay could actually sing a couple of bars of that one, couldn't you? Yep. Uh, which one? Tennessee Whiskey. I probably could if I was drunk enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got it behind him. Yep. He's got it behind it's him. It's all right there. All right, so the the first company or the, what what company will have the first car commercial? We have options. We have Ford, GM, which is okay. Anybody that wait till I read all these off and then, then we'll make fun of, of Fantasy Alarm for this. Is it Ford? Is it GM, BMW, Kia, or Chevrolet? GM and Chevrolet are the same company, guys. Uh, so <laughs> I think he meant to say Chrysler. They meant to say Chrysler, right? Well, uh, I mean, Isn't that Chrysler other... is part of General Motors. Um, so that's, it is what it is. But there's a third, right? There's a third big three. Like, what's the other big three of American? Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was Dodge. I'm sorry. That's what Chrysler is, Dodge. Yeah. Right. I, I always mix up Chevrolet and, and Chrysler. Well, even though my they give you the option. My, you got, my car you got... is a Chevy. I still get them mixed up. So I think I, I'll, I'll, Forgive fancy alarm for. I think yeah, I know. I, I'm just, I'm just giving Howard a hard time. You got Ford, Chevrolet, General Motors, Kia, BMW, or other. I'm thinking of budgets, right? Like you want the first commercial, you're probably paying big. So I well, think that, it's it BMW. Doesn't, it doesn't mean the not the very first commercial, just the first car commercial. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay. of these, like if you're, you, you know, you probably want to earlier yeah. slots get more money because they're the first commercials and like knowing bmw the luxury car company they probably have the slightly bigger budget to be able to do that and gear towards that so that's i have no i have no idea about anything about cars i might bmw might be the the most welfare version of all these companies anyway and i have no idea but i think they're <laughs> a bit more i've got i've got a little theory to run with off of what kyle was saying because i agree that's what i was thinking up the bat was the most money you know, I want to go that way. I'm thinking Kia, though, actually. The more I think about it, 
I'm going that route because I actually think the bigger money, the more expensive slots are actually at the end of the game. Obviously, you think, oh, you you know, when you start, that's when you have the most viewers. Well, realistically, it's something like the Super Bowl. People are tuning in the most later, you know, halftime, and then second half from there. That's usually when people aren't over at the food table or playing any, you know, games or screwing around with whoever's at the Super Bowl party they're attending to. So I'm thinking, hey, you know, second half is probably the big money ones. Did we talk about our sponsor, Underdog, yet, by the not, way? Not yet. We were, we were going to that yet. Next. And, and you know what's crazy is, is B-League, B-League pops in. We just you, you know what Jeff needs to do is instead of getting Dan music, he needs to just give Dan the mic so that he can just cut a promo, and then we'll use that in every freaking one. You know, we, just like he puts the music in, we'll just use that. You'll just click that. Okay, let's do promo time. Boop. And we, we, got, need to, we got the promo pimp over there. Look at look at Jeff talking about Kia. People aren't watching the Super Bowl. How He's already forgetting about the hamster, the <laughs> hamster commercial. That was one of the best ones from a couple years ago. Come on now. Oh. Yeah, apparently Brian, BMW is more civilized, so they'll go early. The drunk people in the second half are Ford and, che- and Chevy or Chrysler drivers. Could be like a Subaru, Subaru Palisade or something. They're probably too small. Brian, where are you going with the cars? Yeah, apparently Doritos will be the first car company because, yeah, nothing drives like a Dorito. <laughs> hey, that's if they've coming. got a Dur- Doritos-fueled car. Uh, well, you, you, I mean. So before, before you read the options, um. I actually already had my mind on BMW, so that just that just definitely made it for sure the BMW. So. All right, we'll go with BMW. All right, what's the first beer slash seltzer commercial after kickoff? Bud. Budweiser, Heineken, White Claw, Coors, Michelob, or Michelob Ultra, or a different one. Uh, I'm going to say head for the mountains. Coors. Okay. All right. For some reason, I want to say Heineken just because I feel like I see Heineken sponsoring so much sports wise that mm-hmm. they'll get a maybe again early slot. But maybe, maybe Zach's right. Maybe the early slots aren't the popular ones. Maybe they, they push it towards the end. But I, I'd assume most of these companies are going multiple commercials anyway. Right. So one early, one late. So yeah, I'll go Heineken just because I tend to see them as a, as a very favorable sports sponsorship company alcohol wise i guess most of them are zach you got a choice on this one oh uh bud okay so i I think it's going to be budweiser as well but i'll throw one at you just because of location thinking about where it's at in arizona modella Mm. that might be one just i have no idea why that means anything (laughs) Because it's, it's a Mexican beer and it's on the on the it's made actually if I'm not mistaken it's actually made in Texas, and it, with it being as close you know regional wise, but I I think Budweiser is the answer there. Um, first sports book to have a commercial uh, after kickoff, DraftKings, FanDuel, points bet. Uh, hopefully it's not the one where um, uh, Breeze is is getting burned. Um, Caesars, MGM, oh, yeah, <laughs> or other. I mean, I don't mind seeing Breeze get burned. Um, <laughs> man, there have been a ton of the the Jamie Foxx bet MGM commercials on and just like every sporting event. I'm kind of maybe leaning that one just because you know that they're going to, you know, if they're going to have the big budgets and pay, they're going to get Jamie Foxx back on and do a long extended one. So I, I think I'll go bet MGM. Yeah, I, like, I like Dan's thought process here. Doritos and Modelo together. 
do it as one. Brian, what you got for the for the uh, sports book? I got MGM here. MGM. Um, before you read off the options again, I had that in mind, so you popped it up, so I'll go with it. Zach? I am going with Caesar, just like what V-League said. Uh, they're the official sponsor. Yep, I, I, uh, I was leaning that way as well. I, I, I like what the uh, – <laughs> they they with the with the Manning brothers what they've done has been it's been f- absolutely Plus, funny as hell. I, w- I want to see another commercial where Eli's like, "What the?" He's like, "How is that even the answer? That's thirty-seven words." You right. Know? I I need some more of that. Yeah, with with Cooper in there. Um, <clears throat> snack food commercial: Doritos, Pringles, uh, Popcorners. I have no idea what that is. Planners and Cheetos. I, I mean, I think the obvious is Doritos because. That used to be, uh, when you look at college football, that's the the home of the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, which is the Tostitos and Doritos are the same company. Well, it's funny because I think my favorite Super Bowl commercial ever is a Doritos commercial, so I'm naturally inclined to go with that. Like the only, I don't remember any other ones that have been in the Super Bowl, but I'm sure. Right. Yeah, I'm usually at the food line, but I'll go with Doritos on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Zach? I'll go with... I'll go with Doritos. Doritos, but, I mean, it is. That's that's clean sweep. I mean, they're they're all under the same Frito Lay tree. So, all right. So here we go with the fun, fun ones. Rihanna's first song. Like I said earlier, I, I got a little insight on it from from uh, the little birdies over there on Sirius XM Fantasy. Uh, and it sounds like there's going to be like a 10 second intro. So that's where I wonder: is the 10 second intro? What's my name? Does that count? even though she's not singing uh, or is it the first song, which allegedly is supposed to be uh, bitch better have my money. So the options are umbrella. We found love. Where have you been? What's my name? Don't stop the music or another song. I'm going to, yeah, I don't know. Umbrella. That that one's going to be. Umbrella would be amazing if you brought Jay-Z there and that's how the show started was Jay-Z's, rap to get the crowd hype and then bring in rihanna and that's her set like that would yeah. be amazing but i like i don't think jay-z is going to the super bowl so but i mean we weren't Did you check his itinerary we weren't expecting 50 yeah, cent that's true along right? with some of those other big names they had listed last year and I, for me i'm looking at someone like jay-z and you know if, if rihanna's going to bring someone else out to co-star in a sense i feel as if she would do it off the bat rather at the end um, you know, kind of final performance, right? Yeah. 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 And I song. think, yeah. honestly, I think the, the, the final song that she's going to have, or, you know, part of the song or whatever, and when she's walking away, just because of what they can do, you know, with, with TV and, and the look of it is going to be diamonds, you know, where they got all the bling flashing all over the place. They've got those bracelets and everything. So I think that would be a, the, the last song of the night, if that was an option to choose. I was well. going for the irony of the please don't stop the music would stop the concert. Right. Like that'd be the last one. <laughs> but yeah, maybe. maybe I want to whip I want to whip through a couple of these. So what we'll do here is I'll just ask the question, ask one of you guys, move on to the next question for the next three or four and, and see if we can't pick up a little bit of pace on these. Uh coin toss, uh heads or tails, Zach. Heads. Heads. Uh who wins the coin toss? Zach, uh, uh, Brian, Philly or the Chiefs? Chiefs have to win something. Chiefs they have to win something. <laughs> Brian, who's going to score first, Philly or the Chiefs? Chiefs. 
Andy Reid, two weeks to prepare. Yeah, I think he's going to have a game plan. Something interesting right off the bat. I agree. Kyle, what jersey number? Uh, what jersey number will the player who scores the first touchdown be? Uh, will it be over eleven and a half or under eleven and a half? I think I'm going to go over eleven over. and a half. Yeah, it, thinking it's the Chiefs. It's could be Kelsey. Oh, I guess Pacheco's <laughs> ten, right? That'd be the yep. two favorites. So you got one on each side of that. Yeah. There's more what numbers. numbers above, AJ Brown. There's more numbers 11. above 10 than below 10. We'll go over. Trust the math. Yep. AJ Brown's 11. Okay. <clears throat> Zach, who, who's going <laughs> right to be line. leading at halftime? The Eagles, Chiefs, or will it be tied? Chiefs. Chiefs at halftime. Uh, who's, uh, how many passing yards would the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes throw for? Over, under 287 and a half. Kyle. Yeah, look this up. He hasn't hit 300 yards in either of his Super Bowls so far, but he's been right around there, 280, 290. So 286 and a half? 287. 287 and a half. I think that's low enough. I think there's room between that and 300. I think he'll be probably around 295, so I'll go over. All righty. How many touchdowns passing and rushing will Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes have? Brian, two and a half over under. Over. Over two and a half? Yeah. All right. How many rushing yards will Kansas City uh, – how many rushing yards will the Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco have? 52 and a half over under Zach. Under. Under. Ooh, that's a rough one there. How many receptions will the uh, – how many receptions will Travis Kelsey have? Six and a half over under Kyle. Funny because the prop line I saw was a little higher than that at yes. seven and a half. So six and a half, I like that to take the over. Take the over. Uh, how many passing yards will the will Jalen Hurts have? Two forty-two over under Zach. Over. Over. And how many rushing yards will Jalen Hurts have? Over under forty-seven and a half. Brian. I'm gonna go under. All right, we 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 cut out a good bit right there. We'll we'll get back into actually breaking some of them down, and we'll see how far we can get. Thanks, guys, for for doing that. Uh, how many targets will the will Devonte Smith get? Uh, the over unders at six and a half. Uh, start right here with with uh, Zach. What are we seeing for Devonte Smith and his targets uh, on this in this game? Oh uh, yeah, over, over. Anything seeing- on that? I'm seeing a you know, seven or eight for him and AJ Brown. You know, I'm I'm looking at Brown and Smith to be utilized a lot. I'm looking at Kelsey and probably either MBS or one other option in the passing game. But yeah, I think the key word in the question though is is targets. It's not hmm. completions. Yeah, you know yeah what I mean? that's, so I think that's, that's the that makes it six, easier, right? Like, yeah, I expect six receptions from okay, Brown right. and Smith. So that's where you know I'm expecting more closer to eight for, you know, the top two options in both offenses. So I, I like that number for him. I'm going to over. To credit Zach, like, you know, Devontae Smith, I think his, his reception line is set at five and a half. So if he's if you think he's getting close to that, he's probably getting at least seven targets. Right. So, yeah, I, I like that, Zach. Brian, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I like the secondary options here in this game, being Goddard and Smith. So I would definitely go over as well. Okay, awesome. Um how many receiving yards uh, will A.J. Brown have? Uh, the line is set at 70 and a half over under. Uh, let's go with 
let's go over here to uh to Kyle. Oh, me, right? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy. Uh, right next look, to, no, right the guy behind you. Oh, what do you want, dude? No, uh well, <laughs> knowing I, I was again listening to Dan's uh prop show. Uh, which was live yesterday on the Going for Two Live Network. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, he mentioned he really liked AJ Brown at, at the over. I think that was even. I think when he mentioned it, it was like seventy-two and a half. The truth is, AJ Brown hasn't even hit thirty receiving yards in a game yet. So, I think I'm going lower. Brian, I'm actually going under because I like I, I like the secondary options better this game. Yeah, you mentioned it with Smith and Goddard. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anything to add on to that, Zach, with uh, nope. AJ Brown over under? You so you're going to no. go under as well? Uh, it's just too close of a line. I, I want to go over there as well. Like, I really am trying to look at the primary top two options for both offenses, and I'm very interested in maybe combining those with those parlays like I talked about earlier for the over. So that's where I'm looking at Brown. I'm looking at Smith. I'm looking at Kelsey. Those are the big three for targets that I'm like targets, receptions, yards. I'm fairly confident, but Brown's is just right in that zone where, you know, 70 to 90 is kind of what I'm expecting, but mainly due to the fact of AJ is such a great wide receiver, but part of the issue with that is, they have to focus more on him, and it opens mm-hmm. up more for mm-hmm. Devonta Smith. So sometimes there's those games where Devonta is eaten, and you know, not so much for AJ. And that's my only concern there. But you know, if I'm going off of talent alone, I would still feel fairly confident that he's going to go over. Okay. Um, over under one and a half rushing touchdowns for the uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles as a team, Brian. I'm going over here because I don't think I've got to score 28. So that's what four touchdowns. So I don't think Hurts is getting this three is rushing, rushing, this, rushing. This yeah, just, so. just rushing as a just rushing. Yeah. Entire team. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like the over there as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I do too. Cause so I mean, good at scoring rushing touchdowns. Yeah. You can almost, you can almost bank that Hurts is going to get one. And Miles Sanders has been good over the last few weeks. You know, Gainwell has been good over the last few weeks. Maybe not getting into the end zone, but they're, they're rushing the ball pretty good. Zach, what do you got to add to this? Yeah, I'm going over. You know, I, I know I'm I'm expecting a lot of passing, but, you know, I'm expecting more volume in regards to passing, trying to score often, but mainly trying to get down the field. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. red zone, I'm still anticipating a lot of, you know, sneaks or creative play calling. You know, we'll see what they scheme up. But, yeah, I mean, one and a half touchdowns, that seems – Fairly a uh, passive, you know, from Vegas. I'm surprised there. You know, I would expect, I would expect, you know, I don't know, I don't know two and a half feels a little too aggressive too, though. Damn. Eh, eh, I get it, but I like, I like the over there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, which team will have the first coaches challenge or will there not be a coaches challenge? Let's go to you, Kyle. Hmm. I think the Chiefs, because it seems like in the Bengals game, they challenged, I think, on the opening drive. So if something comes up and they're not sure about it right away, like it seems like Reed will have the confidence to just make that challenge right away if they think it'll impact it. So somebody on that Chiefs staff has got to take the red flag away from Andy Reed. He just likes dropping it on the field. I mean, I don't know. And then and then it just, you know, if it happens in the first drive, it is just a it's a snowball effect for him 
when it comes to clock management. He's got he's got a threshold of what he thinks is challenge worthy, and then yeah, yeah from there you yeah. There's 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 certain things. I mean, that early in the game, nothing is going to determine the outcome, whether it's the right call or bad or you know wrong call, um, unless it's a touchdown, of course. But that those get reviewed anyway. I mean, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan wishes he reviewed the Devonte Smith cash <laughs> early in the opening drive last week because that probably really impacted well, things. Well, there there is there is that, but I don't think it it, it determined the outcome of the game. That's the no. you know where Andy Reid, I think, with his with his botched uh, uh, time management on, on a lot of these uh, games, it probably should have caught. If it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, well, it would have cost any other. That's team. what gives him confidence, right? Like if I mess this up, Mahomes can <laughs> Mahomes kind of bail us bail out. I think that's why he's been so aggressive at making the challenges, especially in the first. Because the thing is, you're probably better off challenging in the first half. Because if you lose the timeout, that you know those first half timeouts aren't as valuable as second half timeouts. So right on, right on. I, I admire the, if you think that you can t- overturn this, and I think especially, you know, I, I don't blame the refs for not being so good in, in the playoffs. I maybe blame the refing union because I don't think you should be splitting up these refing teams. And I know the reason, is, and everyone, it's funny. One of, one of the biggest things everyone says is there's no accountability for refereeing. But truthfully, every mistake they make impacts their potential ability to have playoff games. So there's tons of accountability. The problem is it's so individualized that they're taking the best refs from different teams. Like when we go to the playoffs, we're not making all-star teams with, we're, we're you know, these are the teams that made it to the playoffs. You know, we're not taking, oh, we'll take Christian McCaffrey off the 49ers since they got eliminated and put him on the Eagles, right? Like we're not, like the teams go through. So I don't understand why the refing groups don't. And I think that's part of why that leads to so many mistakes because you've had these referees who have been together in their groups for months, four months uh, in terms of the entire season. And yet, as soon as we get to the most important games where that that chemistry that's been worked on up to this point, it's at its best and its finest at the end of the regular season gets totally erased because they just, okay, who's the best graded individual refs and we're putting them all together on the teams. And I think that's what causes so many refereeing issues in the playoffs because they're not used to being together. They're still working out. They're almost in preseason form again. You're almost having to restart from zero. And because of that, teams will maybe be more willing to challenge in the playoffs because they know that these refing crews are, are maybe making say so i definitely don't think the option will be no challenges i think there's definitely going to be at least one challenge in the super bowl zach anything i'm going with the eagles I just you know newer younger head coach you know a little on edge we've seen some weird things from him from time to time you know i could see him being a little anxious a little angst kicking in they probably like play rock paper drive. scissors on the sideline to decide if they're going to challenge or not so well, I was right. gonna. I was gonna say it's not Nick Sirianni's fault. You know, it, this is Andy Reid's fault. Andy Reid fired Sirianni a few years ago. He got. He's now he's getting his revenge, but he learned how to manage a game from <laughs> yeah. Andy Reid. So I, I can. And see, I, I see. I point. just see the lack of resume, or you know, the the Super Bowl resume for being the head coach. Where you know, sure. I could see that biting them in the butt where the, you know, they pull the trigger. If, if there is a challenge, I think it'll be the Eagles. And I think they're the first ones to do it. You know, I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said or yeah. Right on Brian, last team to score Eagles chiefs. It's going to be the Eagles. If I'm picking the Eagles to win, it's going to be it's going to be a close score, and it's going to be the Eagles with the last touchdown. So. It does seem like this will be last last score wins almost, like it'll be that close. So, yeah, that makes and sense. Z- Zach, I know, is already saying it's going to be the Chiefs. <laughs> no, it'll be the Eagles, but that uh, when they score to make it look respectable. 
Oh, here we go. Yeah, love it. Love it. I would say it's Chiefs just because of how strong Mahomes has shown he'll be in the fourth quarter, especially. I'm thinking Chiefs are up by like 17 or 16, and then, oh, it's not, it's a 8 to 10 point game because the Eagles scored with 145 left before missing the onside kick. Oh, well, if they got see, 145 how, left, then, then Mahomes is going to go down and score again. Or no, no, I'm saying that hey, they're going to nail the ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. We talked about this on Speak on it. I think the Chiefs are going to be up after the first quarter, but we've also seen how dominant the Eagles are in the second quarter. So I think the Chiefs will actually be down at halftime and will need the – the second half comeback to, to come back as I, I, well, yeah, Mahomes showed. I mean, they had a fourth quarter comeback the, the year they won the Super Bowl. And I think they put up 21 points in that fourth quarter. So we know how strong as the game adjusts, Mahomes seems to get stronger. So I think they'll get the last points, whether they win or lose. I, my, my philosophy there though, is just, you know, I think there's a lot, it's hard to see Mahomes as having a chip on his shoulder after everything he's already accomplished. But we kind of threw him out to the side. Oh, Justin Herbert. Oh, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Oh, all mm-hmm. these other guys. It's their turn. Yep. Hey, not in Scott Mahomes Fishbowl. Is... I, t- I took Mahomes 102 in Scott Fishbowl this year, so <laughs> I, I was not fading him at all. That's the rest of you. But for the most part, there's a lot of people out there, you know, giving yeah. him a reason to feel a little slighted when, hey, he's been balling the whole time. And yeah. I think this is going to be the little cherry on top. He's going to go out there, ball out pull his dick out, be like, Hey, what up? It's big. I know I'm awesome. I'm winning this game. Give me the, give me the uh, MVP of this too. Well, oh, and that was going to, I'm glad, I'm glad you just did that. Cause that's where I was going next. Who's winning the MVP. You're taking Patrick Mahomes. All right. Yep. That's fair. Kyle. Is it something like 31 of the Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterback. So like the smart money is to either take Mahomes or Hertz, whoever you think will win. I'm not that smart though. So I'm going to go Chris Jones. And back to the my thought of it's going to be un, the it'll be the under they won't hit the over, and a good defensive performance. And if Chris Jones can get a sack against this offensive line, I think that really uh, pushes him forward. If like as strong as this offensive line is, if Chris Jones can be the most dominant player in the game, I think that could go a long way. Yeah, it's, it, it's it probably been, won't happen though. It'll give it to a quarterback. I was going to say it's do. it's been a few years since a defensive player, Malcolm Smith, with the Seahawks. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think so. And then you had Dexter, um, Dexter Jackson, you know, going Bucks, going yeah. back, you know, back in two thousand and two, I think it was. But I feel like it happened a lot more in the seventies. Yeah, you had like the defense. My players, question yeah. to you is, you you're taking a defensive line, and in, in order to do that, he's going to not just have one sack; he's going to have to have multiple sacks. Yeah, three sacks last passes. week. against a worse offensive line, admittedly, than the Eagles. Right, and I brought this up last night too. It, when you bring up Chris Jones and you think about Chris Jones as a as a what he did last week, that was that was his 14th playoff game and his first sack in 14 playoff games. Now they've also been moving him around these last couple of years. So he the first few playoff games he didn't have the advantage of moving his defensive end. He was strictly defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So they've over the last couple of years it seems like Spagnuolo has really moved him around to be able to get those types of matchups. Uh, although I think he got the sacks from the interior. So that, he did that, get that him from the interior happen. last week. Yeah. Yeah. Stronger interior here I, again. They got I, I just first team all pro center, not they, they had a backup center with the Bengals. So yeah, the only thing, the only thing I'm, uh, the only thing that's making it hard for me to go with Chris Jones is like I said, because he's an, you know, even not, he doesn't have QB as his position. That's really well, not just QB, but he, because even on defense, you can get it as a defensive back. It's just going to be, it makes it that much harder to do it. You know, as on the uh, you need the pick six the probably line. as the defensive back, and it's like that one play can kind of yep. make it. Whereas if 
Chris Jones gets two sacks, but he's constantly dominant. Even right. if he doesn't get more than two sacks, it's yep. still causing pressure. That that might be enough. But truthfully, the smart money should be on the quarterbacks because that's yep. it's yep. almost always who they give it to. Brian, who are you going with for your MVP? Devontae Smith. Mm. Wow. I don't know why, but I feel I feel like and like I said, the the Chiefs are not very good against the pass. I think they'll concentrate most of the coverage towards AJ Brown. And it's going to fall to one of the secondary receivers. And I would go with Devontae Smith over Goddard. So that's just my Wide fault. receiver is the second most picked position in terms of Super Bowl MVPs, but it goes 31 quarterbacks, eight wide receivers. So it's it's yep. second most, but it's it's a big gap. Yeah, and it's Chase brought this gap, up last yeah. night. In order for a in order for a wide receiver to get it, you almost have to have a hundred plus yards, multiple touchdowns. But then at the same time, you gotta Cup look at didn't it. Didn't have hundred yards last year to get well, it. Well, it's yeah, that very fair. But just in theory, as you're thinking about it and looking at it, but then at the same time, if that if a wide receiver has that, what did the actual quarterback actually do? What mm-hmm. else did he do? Because I mean, that's giving the same yardage to the to the quarterback, same touchdown throws. You almost need to be like to? that's they're the dominant the target only, and they're take drawing yep. most of this quarterback's production. And the way right. Brian's talking, it sounds like he thinks Devontae Smith will have a better game than AJ Brown. So that tracks. That's very fair. That's very fair. Well, guys, I got one more question. And then we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, will there be a two point conversion, a successful two point conversion in this game, Brian? I'm gonna say yes, only because Syriana lo- loves a two point conversion. I'm gonna say no, and I think it's both of these teams have confidence that they can win the game. They don't need the two point conversion to win it. They can win it just on on kicking and, and like scoring and kicking and, and just constantly doing your thing. I don't think feel like either team feels like they have to force the issue. So I'm going to say no. Zach. I'm going to go with yes. And I'm going to go with, uh, you know, while I think both teams are confident, I think, you know, there is such a thing as almost an overconfidence where you're trying to make a statement off the bat. And there's one team that's trying to make a statement, I think a little bit more. And that's the ones that feel like, Hey, we have something to prove and that's the Eagles. And so that's where, you know, I could see first if, I think the Eagles, first time they score, they're going for two, regardless of where the Chiefs are at in regards to their own points. So so let me throw this at you because I've, I've thought about this and, you know, we've called it this game a couple of different things. They call it Super Bowl 57. They've called it the Andy Reid Bowl. They've called it the Kelsey Bowl, whatever. Jason Kelsey doesn't ever get to catch the ball. Philly special? Philly special with a Jason Kelsey two-point conversion. Can centers be eligible receivers, though? Um, if he doesn't play center and they bring the backup center and he plays, uh, you know, like a fullback or a, you know. Yeah, I just don't see to, that happening. I, I, uh, I don't I, see I, them putting in the backup center just to play a cute play. Like, I think, I think like, maybe uh, uh, Jordan My- <laughs> Jordan Mylata, just because he's so huge, yeah. you can't miss, you can't really overthrow him. So I, I like that idea, Jay. I think, I think it's the left tackle Mylata, though, that does it. Just because he's Good. like, you get the ball in his hands. He's like such a huge tank that like right? he's going to stop him. Yes. The well, true MVP of this game is Mrs. Kelsey regardless. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Well, guys, we're going to get you out of here. Did you uh, want to hear our top props, though? Because I think Brian. Oh, yes. I forgot. The, you know, here it is. This is my problem is I have two different screens open. And I was looking at the fantasy alarm big board deal. And luckily, I was that, sticking on the show sheet. So we got yeah, you, Jay. That's fine. Go go ahead with your top props, Isle. 
Um, so I ended up having four. I noticed Brian picked four too. So I don't know. If, did Brian, do you want to just alternate between uh, our top? No, ones? you're okay because a lot of mine already got mentioned anyway. So okay. So uh, do you want me to count up or count down? I'm sorry. Well, Jay or, or Zachary, do you want me to count up or count down? Like, give just my get, best one from the yeah. start, or um, you save your save your best one for last. Okay. So I think I've really got five, and I would say number five kind of goes something Brian was saying, the secondary option for the Eagles. Uh, I noticed Dallas Goddard at four and a half receptions. He had five catches in both playoff games, so it's that's really leaving that line tight, but I think he can hit that four and a half, just thinking how much attention will be on the wide receiver specifically. Maybe uh, Goddard sneaks through and, and catches enough. So that's probably my number five. Number four and three are both kind of like two-leg uh, like if you're going to, because they're bets that correlate. So for instance, like Kelsey, if you're taking the over on 79 and a half receiving yards, it makes sense to also take the over on seven and a half receptions. So I would say if you're, if you're going to, that's an, that's maybe a great way to parlay is to just those combinations together, the, re- the receptions and the receiving yards over. And you could do that for really for any receiver. I just point out Kelsey because I, I think 79 and a half yards, that seems really attainable to me. And then, and then seven and a half catches. We saw him set the record for catches in a postseason game by a tight end with 14. So a lot of room to go for a seven and a half. So I kind of like those. Um, and this one I really liked, maybe a little less now that we know that it seems like Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be okay. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling, it's the same thing. And that one might even be more obvious. 37 and a half receiving yards, two and a half catches. Feels like if he's hitting the over on one, he's hitting the over on two. Because if he's good, like the way he catches, if he catches three passes, that's probably 37 and a half yards. Like that's probably 38, close to 40 yards on, on three catches. So that one I, I love to, again, combine it together, thinking that if you're, you double your money essentially, because you, you'll probably hit both. Um, and I really like that one for MBS just because the receiving yards is so low and so are the receptions that, and he, he, you know, if they don't target him, he might not hit them. Like, it seems like it'll be really clear he's either hitting both or hitting neither. So I like combining the two together. My two favorite props, though, one is Jalen Hurts' touchdown. And looking at the the difference between the anytime touchdown and the first touchdown, I think it's the there's two players who are in negative money for anytime touchdown, Kelsey and Hurts. So the, and again, with Hertz, this is specifically rushing or technically could be receiving as well. If we want to go Philly special, for instance. Um, but the one bet that I like, that's kind of a nice middle ground that still gives you plus money, but isn't as extreme as say uh first touchdown. I think for Jalen Hurts is right around plus 800 for first touchdown. And then it's like minus 150 for any time touchdown. So can you get a middle ground? And I talked about this earlier, the Eagles, how strong they are in the second quarter. I think if Jalen Hurts gets a rushing touchdown at any point in this game, it's probably most likely to happen in the second quarter. So I love Jalen Hurts first half touchdown. And I think it's still plus money. It's plus 250, but I feel like it gets, you know, almost four times better odds than the anytime touchdown, but you're still in plus money with it. So I think it's kind of a way to hedge that bet. It's not necessarily the first touchdown. Cause I think again, second quarter, not first quarter. So I'm not as confident in that to say Jalen Hurts first touchdown but I find first half touchdown is a great way to hedge that. So that's my number two prop actually is Jalen Hurts first half I, touchdown. Hang on one second. So for your first half touchdown, uh, Hurts is at a plus 195. 
plus 195. Okay, so yeah, uh, I this, saw 250. I'm looking, yeah, I'm yeah. looking on DK. So uh, I think so, I saw two plus 250 on FanDuel. And then again, okay. we're we're spo- we're actually sponsored by Underdog here. So Jordan, right. use the promo code GF2 to you know if you sign up for Underdogs. I don't know what Underdog has it at, but I figured it's probably around plus 200. It's probably about the same. Um, and then for for the uh, overall, anytime there's three that are negative money right now. Uh, it's oh. Hertz, Sanders, and Kelsey. Sanders, interesting, because there are okay. So, mm, so I don't so, think I really don't want to so take first, Sanders touchdown on DK, but because I, I think on Fanduel he's in plus money. So again, shop your like like yes. a, a line like that for Sanders that might you know anytime touchdown might vary. Like pick the right sites to make that bet on. I wouldn't make that bet on DraftKings because it's not yeah, all plus three money. of them. All three of them are at plus seven hundred for for first TD scored. Oh, plus, Sanders okay, hurts. first. Right, yes. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about yeah, any time? They're the only three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is, is all th- those are the only three players uh, in negative. For any time. For any time. But, no, yeah, no one's going to be negative for first, though. I think that one is the odds are yeah, so right. strong. Um, yeah, on uh, – yeah, Pacheco – or, sorry. Uh, yeah, Sanders is plus 120 on FanDuel for the anytime touchdown. So, again, like – much rather make that bet on FanDuel than I would want to make that bet on DraftKings. Uh, anyway, so my number one prop, and it's funny, this this goes back to last week or to two weeks ago. We did Chrome Dome for the uh, uh, the championship rounds. And I was saying, uh, again, a, a nice two-legged parlay was Kenneth Gainwell rushing yards, which I think were set at like 18 and a half or, or no, no, they might've been like 10 and a half. And then the, combined rush rushing and receiving were like 18 and a half and he smashed both of those like just on rushing alone so that was a great combo bet that you could make now the one thing i'll say is on FanDuel, i didn't actually have Gainwell with rushing props um but i still really like his russian receiving yards combined at 32 and a half and that's raised i mean it, it, it's almost double what it was uh two weeks ago when it was 18 and a half but again, he could still get that 32 and a half just on the ground alone. And you, you hedge a little bit by saying uh, receiving plus rushing. So it gives you the out that if he catches a pass, he can make that up. So I like the multi-dimension of it. It's not just rushing. It's not just receiving. If you give yourself the both, you give yourself a lot of outs to be able to hit it. And like I said, 32 and a half still seems super low. Like the, the rushing yards alone, that seems attainable. Like that'd be almost a better rush yard line that I would make me think. But for a rush and receiving yard, that's still so low that that's my number one pick, just like it was a couple weeks ago. So I'm in on Kenny Gainwell. I'm going to have to say all in because, again, 32 and a half combined rushing receiving yards isn't that high. But that is my number one prop for the week. Awesome. I will go ahead and tell you right now on underdog, they're, they've given you a boost on Jalen Hurts with a half total yard. So you can add that to just about you know every one of yours and and get that. That's a just a quick free money right there on underdog. Brian, what do you got for your tops to for your top props? I'm gonna start with my least, you know, with, with ones that I would do, but not my absolute top. Um, so kind of kind of ponying off Kyle there. I've got Miles Sanders under his rushing total, which I think was 62 and a half or something like that. The Eagles have been very um very much spread the ball around to gain well. Boston's got a little bit. Jalen hurts some, so it's kind of hard for him some games to get that total. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go under his rushing total. I had Pacheco over, but then when we were going 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 over our props. He's significantly 
I like four to five yards higher, I think, from one place to another. So I'm going to just leave that one alone. Again, that's when you target it on the ones where the line's lower. Those are the sites you're willing to make that bet on. If it gets to over 50, those are the sites you ignore it on. Yeah, just, so the just, one I've got on DraftKings was um, Pacheco at over 47 and a half. I was okay with that. Anything over 50 to me seems seems high. So I'm okay with Pacheco over 47 and a half. And the Clyde edwards helaire news of him potentially returning for the Super Bowl, that doesn't impact this? I missed that. I'm sorry. Because uh, it looks like Clyde edwards helaire might be active for the Super Bowl, so... Oh well, okay. Well then, I would just I would just leave that totally alone. Then yeah, that's, that was one thing I was thinking is his presence might scare me off any really any running back lines for all three because it might just be a big committee. Yeah, no, I I, I didn't realize that Ceh was he, he's been so far forgotten that that, that he might even be um. He's bad. So, yeah, I'll just leave that that line alone. The one thing with Pacheco that I might like is the rush and receive again, like we're saying with Gamewell combined. Just because I bet it's not that much higher than the rushing yards because he hasn't really caught that many passes this year, but he's started to do it in the playoffs. I think that's you know his experience with the team. He's gotten used to the passing game. They trust him more on those passing downs. But then also, you know, you don't want to telegraph, right? Like you, they're throwing him passes so that the defense is always guessing. Like this could be a pass, right? So. I think if there's a combined line for Pacheco, that probably might be the better way to go about it. But they might not give you the combined line either. That makes perfect sense, yeah. So needless to say, I've talked my other props. I've talked about them all game long, or all show long, that I prefer the secondary receivers. And I agree I agree with Kyle on ponying up, like pairing stuff up. So I've got Devontae Smith over 62.5 receiving yards plus – He's got an anytime touchdown of, I think, plus 140, so I like that. And to go with him, I've also got Dallas Goddard in here. And I've got him over his receiving yards, which I think is 47 and a half. Mm-hmm. And then his anytime touchdown was 145. So the way I see the game, to, to wrap it up, is I, I see Jalen Hurts throwing two touchdown passes, one each to Devontae Smith and Goddard. Rushing for one, and the fourth touchdown goes to Miles Sanders. The Eagles win 28-24. Nice. Zach, what do you got? I've got a couple that you can do individually, but I also like to parlay them, too. It depends on how aggressive you're trying to be. First off, one that I think, you know, the odds aren't very great, but it looks like for sure just easy sell is uh, Travis Kelsey, 25-plus receiving each half, minus 145. Love that. Seems uh, pretty, you know, now that I like it so much and I feel so confident about it, you'll probably get seven yards in the first half. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, you know, I like Travis Kelsey, 100 plus receiving yards on FanDuel. If you do his alternate receiving yards, it's plus 188 for him to go 100 plus. And uh, well, I'm expecting a big day from Travis. So, you know, that's something I definitely could see feasible. Then, uh, you know, I said 60 plus. And my 59 and a half over on that is plus 255. You know, my, my final score, my prediction there was 36-27. So, you know, I got a couple points to spare there. But, you know, trying to be a little conservative while being aggressive still. Just yeah, stick aggressive with that. in that you're pushing it up like eight points, eight and a half points. But I'm saying on, yeah, on top be, of, yeah. yeah but you, I don't, you already said it. You think it's going over 60. So you may as well push it to that limit of where you think right. it's still. Yeah, I don't need to push bonus, it. But not I, too much. Yeah, I don't need to push it to 63 and then be yeah. like, oh, those extra three points. Um, 
But yeah, one score, right? Eight points is one one score. That's one yeah. possession. That, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. a good mark. No, I like. I, I mean, eight nine is kind of yeah. That eight to ten range is where I'm anticipating, and that's where you know as well. Why not just take Chiefs one possession game? You know, I was thinking about taking them six and a half, but minus five and a half, they're still plus two hundred. That way, you know, say it's it, the extra point is missed or something happens, two field goals, whatever it is. You know, they they have that extra point cushion there. But also, I did want to say, if you parlay uh, the Travis Kelsey 100 plus, the Chiefs minus five and a half, and over 59 and a half, you get plus 2,078. And if you take out the Travis Kelsey part and you just do Chiefs minus five and a half over 59 and a half, you get plus 794. So, uh, you know, obviously there's safer ways you can do that, you know, closer to game time. I'll probably be doing somewhere. I'm just doing, you know, Travis Kelsey over under on yards plus a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown with, you know, Chiefs money line and just over on total points. I can't tell you off the top of my head what that'll be right now, but that's probably where I'll be looking. Travis Kelsey props, uh, Chiefs winning and points over. I like it. I like it. Yeah, the the ones I will I will piggyback on uh, what Liz Lose posted the other day, um, uh, and her five props that pop um, more points in the second half second half than the first half. Uh, Hertz over ten and a half uh, rushing attempts. Pacheco over eleven and a half rushing attempts. Uh, Devontae Smith over five and a half receptions, and Juju Smith Schuster over. Three and a half receptions. Uh, the, you know, look, everybody knows I, I like the overs. Um, so when I saw Liz come out there with nothing but overs, I was like, oh, yes, her and I mm-hmm. are, are, are like two peas in a pod when it comes to that. So I do appreciate her for putting that out there and 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 putting her name to it. That was pretty awesome. How are we doing there, buddy? <laughs> what props does he like? Yeah, he likes the Chiefs. He yeah, likes, he likes the <laughs> like, I ain't talking to you fools. I like Mahomes' hair. It looks yep. dirty like mine. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, but before we do, I wanted to remind everybody that the <laughs> Dynasty Gambit will Sarah. not be here huh? next week. Uh, Gladys Tyler's new huh? show is starting Sarah next week, next Thursday uh, at 7 p.m. No particular order is going to be the name of that. Uh, so mm-hmm. tune in for that at 7 p.m. Uh, every other Thursday, and we will flip-flop with her. We'll have the Gambit one week, then her show, then the Gambit, then her show. So starting next week, the Gambit is going to go on uh, every other week. So with that being said. February 23rd is our next appearance. Next February 23rd is our next. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Brian, tell everybody where they can find you, what you got going this off offseason. They can always find me at Vandegrad92 on Twitter. Um, this all season, I'll be I'll be doing a podcast with uh, for frequency's sake, um, doing doing news and notes um, for the NFL, but also fantasy baseball. And since I think this is the proper proper time that we go ahead and give some some good credit and props out to Gladys that we'll be doing next week's show here on Thursday nights. So we're now officially Gladys and the Pips. <laughs> Kyle, tell them where they can find you, sir. Well, it's funny because I'll be alternating every week with Gladys, not just on Thursdays, obviously going between in no particular order in the Dynasty Gambit, but also on Mondays. Gladys will host the two-point conversion uh, every two weeks, and then alternating those weeks, I'll be hosting a show called Press Coverage. We'll be in our third season now, 
where I sit down one-on-one with different people from the fantasy football industry. Kind of got a little theme of for my guests uh, for this year, and you'll see uh, the evolution of the questions a bit uh, to match that theme this year. So uh, first episode from season three of press coverage is February 20th. So that'll be Monday, I believe, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, we used to have the Debbie Royale as part of the Going for Two Live network, and I'm uh, one of their... One of the trio of those co-hosts will be joining me uh, for this uh, episode of press coverage again on February 20th. So check that out again. Going for two live, subscribe on YouTube, and be sure to uh, also check out the Going for Two Discord. Uh, we got tons of great conversations happening there, and it's free. I guess some you know some companies will charge uh, for access to their Discords, ours do not. And I guess as part of result of that, we get a uh, quite popular. I think we're up to over 750 members on the Discord, and uh, conversations always happening. And once again, our underdog sponsor, use promo code GF2 to sign up. Maybe you're signing up with some props to, to do for the Super Bowl. And yeah, if you uh, do that, you'll get a double deposit match on up to $100. So whatever you decide to match in or deposit in as you sign up, again, for underdog with the GF2 GF promo code, uh, underdog will give you basically double your money and give you everything you're depositing again, again, up to $100. So uh, yeah, Kyle, yeah, you it, can it, bet. It, it sounds like Gladys just just doesn't want to work with you anymore. She just, you know, you work one week and she'll work another week, completely opposite schedules. You know, it's like it's it's almost like a like a husband and wife that just don't want to spend time together no more. You just say, go away, you go do your thing, I'll do my thing, and then we won't even see each other. That's kind of what it sounds like Gladys has done to you. She kicked you to the curb. You're having a nice <laughs> live stream. Why do you got to bring that up? At least she was subtle about it. <laughs> Zach, tell everybody where they can find you. What's, what's well, on a brighter you? note, geez, no. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Big Pulaski. Otherwise, you can find me bouncing around on Going for Two on the Going for Two Discord. I'll be jumping in on that collab article we have going up on the Going for Two site. Other than that, every Sunday, it's a new show, Sunday nights. You know, next year, you'll be able to find me Sunday morning for the pregame show. But Sunday night, starting in the offseason, actually starting, you know, this Sunday after the Super Bowl. Or we'll see on that. I'm still trying to decide if this week or next. But every Sunday night, you'll be able to come on to the Going For Two Network, you know, any of our, uh, whatever your preferred platform is. And you'll be able to come join me there for football, basketball, baseball. It'll be, you know, covering week in review, but also the future week covering fantasy as well as just you know news headlines trades any of that football basketball baseball awesome awesome yeah i can't wait for that show to start sunday nights gives gives you something to look forward to when you you know i work on sundays during the day so it's like it gives you something to look forward to instead of just coming home and sitting there and twiddling your thumbs and and that sort of thing so well guys i greatly appreciate it you can find me in the discord as well you can find me uh on twitter at fantasyj77 uh, one thing that Kyle did not mention, go to the website, go to the, go to going for um, and there's, a, there's articles on there. There's rankings. Everything you need to find is on there. Also at the bottom right hand corner of the website is where you will click the link for the free discord. Jump in there. We, we talk trades. We talk just anything and everything in, in the, uh, in the discord. We have some channels set up. Uh, we have the gambit has their own channel. Uh, I believe Saturday night uh, five has their own channel in there. So, you know, there's always somebody to talk to always something going on. Everybody's around guys. I greatly appreciate it. I had fun Kyle for Brian and for Zach. I'm Jay. We are out.